All right. Hello, welcome back to 100% BS, the show that brings you justice. <laughs> um, okay. Laundry is running in the background, so apologies if you can hear the laundry. You got to do what you got to do, you know what I mean? All right. So, hi everyone. Thanks for being here. Hope you're having a lovely day or night. Today, I'm going to be talking about The problem with how critical race theory is implemented and how it's being taught at this school, the Grace Church School, where Paul Rossi was a teacher and raised some concerns. So in April of 2021, last month, Paul Rossi wrote an article, uh, a piece called We're Damaging Kids with Critical Race Theory. This article was originally published in Barry Weiss's Substack, which is her own publication. She used to be... um, a New York Times, I believe, journalist, and then went on her own. Um, And it was also shared by the New York Post. So in the piece, he raises some serious concerns about this method of anti-racism training um, and saying that it's actually indoctrinating students and causing way more harm than good. So I encourage you to read the article in full. I'll link it in the description. He, the teacher, also went on the Jordan Peterson podcast, and that definitely adds some color to the situation. Um, And so the teacher points out all these examples of how the school is giving these kind of talking to's to the students who question the programming. He explains how he tried to assign some alternative alternative reading that was critical of critical race theory. And the school didn't allow allow him to do that. He had, you know, some kind of historical reading from a different perspective um, that kind of challenged the tenets of critical race theory. Um, and he also was saying how there was an explanation or there was a, an example where this kid defended capitalism or something to in one of the classes and then a teacher gave him a stern talking to after class. So clearly there's an issue going on in this school where people who try to question or bring up other ways of teaching anti-racism training are not allowed to do that. Um, so to paint the picture, I'll quote what Paul Rossi says in his piece. And second, that transforming the relationship between law and racial power and also achieving racial emancipation and anti-subordination more broadly are possible. Um, That's a very general, I would say. There are actually six basic tenets of CRT. I'll say CRT for short when I'm talking about critical race theory. Um, And you can read them in the the Britannica article that I'm going to link. So obviously the intent behind Critical race theory is positive in general, it seems. I think the goal is to revise and implement laws that help minorities or exploited groups gain equality and rights. And I think that's a shared goal among most reasonable people today. Most of us want to help reduce or quote-unquote end racism. I don't know if you can ever end racism realistically, but most people want to help this issue, but there's just different ways of doing it. And yes, there are laws that exist that are in place that definitely make things unequal. I mean, just look at the history of marijuana becoming illegal and how that disproportionately affected um, black Americans. I mean, that's one clear example of probably dozens, maybe hundreds. There's a systemic issue. I don't really think there's a question about that. But of course, there are different ways to address racism in America. And that should be an open discussion, in my opinion. Um, But so 
the issue I'm seeing here is either that the tenets of critical race theory or the way that it's taught are not allowing anybody to question it. And at this high school, uh, Paul Rossi and some students felt like they disagreed with certain aspects of CRT and they wanted to explore other perspectives. And to be clear, just you should read the article in full because it's important to know the details. But it was things like, you know, no one was denying that racism was a thing. No one was denying that. But it was more so um, offering a different approach to potential solutions. How do you increase diversity? What's to deal with diversity and inclusion um, programs or, you know, historical voices from different people who maybe disagree with the tenets of CRT want to address racism, but believe that there's a different way of doing it. And basically that wasn't able to happen at this school. Um, And I think it should be totally fine to question those things. I think if you have a good intention, you want to deeply understand and try to figure out is the cure worse than the disease? You, we should be encouraging people to do that. And I think it's a really dangerous path to go down where we won't allow people to question something just because that thing has a good intent and it's meant to provide a positive impact, right? If you've gathered anything from me in the show, it's that I believe in the ability to question things, especially if something is I think it's also really a dangerous path to go down where we don't allow questioning just because something is set with a good intention and is meant to provide a positive impact. And that can be kind of tricky because it's like, okay, critical race theory, obviously, I think for the most part seems to have a good intention, but just because it does doesn't mean we can't question and be like, are we sure that this is the best way to do it? You know? It's hard because I'll say in the same in the same episode, like, you know, I think this guy, Paul Rossi, has a good intention with questioning it, which means he should be allowed to question it. But then in the same way, it's like just because someone has a good intention doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to question. So it's like all sides are allowed to go for it. If you want to criticize Paul Rossi, you should criticize thoughtfully what he's saying. That's totally fine. I'm questioning from the side of what is this guy saying? Why does he think CRT is such a dangerous thing in the way that it's being implemented? So I just want to reiterate, like, I just think sometimes we get, we stop ourselves because we're like, oh, how could this, why would someone ever question it? It's for a good intention. But I think it's dangerous to go down that path because that, you know, it's like, if it isn't, What's the saying? Like, if it ain't fix, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's like, sure, maybe it's quote unquote working and is true, but why wouldn't we try to dig deeper and figure it out? We want to keep going just because something seems good, has a good intention is like, you know, seemingly the right thing to do. You should keep digging further anyway, just because everyone's in agreement. Keep fucking digging. Why would you stop there? So for an example with, um, Paul Rossi, I don't think he was being malicious in questioning the high school's implementation of of critical race theory, I think, and you can judge this for yourself, but I think he really wants what's best for the students. That's the vibe that I got from him. That's the energy that I got when I listened to him on the Jordan Peterson podcast. Um, The examples he gives in the article as well, I think, indicate that he just truly wants the best and wants to figure out how do we address the issue of racism in America. It is possible that 
Maybe he felt a little bit of a puff in his chest from writing the article. That's maybe a thing. But um, to me, it's pretty clear that his intention, it's pretty clear that he's more concerned with the pedagogical approach of implementing critical race theory more than critical race theory itself. So he's more questioning, is this the right way to teach it? Instead of, is this the right thing to teach? They go a little bit hand in hand, but my understanding of this article and my actual approach with this episode as well is to call out more that I think the implementation is not going well and that maybe it has to do a little bit with critical race theory itself. So my biggest concern is the method of teaching that we're seeing and how certain curriculums in this example, critical race theory, are causing essentially indoctrination of students. Indoctrination is the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. So, I mean, by definition, if you're teaching something, even if on the surface that thing seems totally positive and ethically sound, if no one is allowed to question it or to think critically about it, that's indoctrination. It happens all the fucking time. Just look at the news in the past year. It's very easy for education and curriculums to slip into that when we don't allow the students or the teachers or parents or or anyone in the society to think critically about what we're doing, about the decisions we're making. And it's really fucking dangerous because when you, show young kids when they're in their formative years that whatever person with authority tells you must be the truth and you can't think anything differently. That's obviously a snowball effect of then blindly trusting things, not looking into things on your own, never developing critical thinking skills. It's a fucking bad thing to do. We don't want to indoctrinate people. And the word itself sounds really scary, but the definition is just like, teaching shit without letting people question it critically. And that's kind of what's happening at Grace Church School, pretty clearly. If they're teaching critical race theory and not letting anybody question it, that's just indoctrinating kids into into critical race theory, which, again, positive intent, but not a good thing if you're doing it by force. Because that's not real learning. That's just fucking absorbing shit for no reason and then like if you don't really believe it then you're just a robot you know repeating things for no reason (laughs) so what i'm wondering is do we think the problem is coming from critical race theory itself or from that teaching approach from the manner in which it gets taught you know is it the woke agenda Is it the people behind the woke agenda? Is it even a left versus right issue? Because I'm sure that there's, you know, liberals out there who dislike critical race theory. I'm not really sure if it's truly just a left versus right thing, because oftentimes I think the media just likes to quickly pin someone to a certain side to sort of wipe away any um, ability to question that thing. So I want to find the root cause. I'm a root cause kind of person and I, my gut just tells me that this is a deep rooted issue in the educational system of the United States and that some ideologies, like maybe identity politics in my opinion, happen to exacerbate those flaws in the, edu- in the education system more than others. So for one thing, I kind of am taking myself down the rabbit hole of thinking is identity politics is identity politics part of the problem it's kind of like 
you know, with certain things in life, if you start to be questioned, the second you start to question a certain concept, it might fall apart. Because if you've arrived at a certain opinion, a certain identity, a certain whatever, and you don't actually know how you got there, the second someone starts to question it, it's going to fall apart. So with identity politics, let's just take this example. If you've just been told, hey, you're part of this group, you have to fall in line with what we want. And you know, then someone is like, well, why are you a part of this group? You can also be part of this group. Identity politics gets kind of, um, you know, controversial and heated because there is emotion involved as well, because it's literally who you are, your identity. And so, you know, any other question that challenges your identity, you probably get defensive and unable to answer. So what you would do is just avoid all questioning. This is my massive generalization of what I've been seeing happening with politics in general and what happens in these types of constructs around politics and how we latch on to being part of a group. It kind of also is part of our tribalistic nature. It can be really, um, you know, emotions are heightened. You are concerned about getting kicked out of your group and the survival instinct in you tells you if you don't belong to a group, you'll fucking die because you'll be out alone on the street. So that to me, I feel is closely associated with the idea of identity politics. Again, catching myself doing this, but I feel like doing it anyway. That's just my perspective and my opinion. This is how I'm thinking through it. I could be completely fucking wrong. I'm a hundred percent open to that. And I maybe should have said at the beginning of the episode, but I really want that to be known. Like if this is just my thought process in my opinion, um, based on what my quote unquote truth is, what I've seen. So yeah, I could be wrong about identity politics, but that's what I think that I think that could be part of this deep rooted issue. Um, so basically can turn into a vicious cycle. We choose to be part of a group because that group markets themselves to us and wants to win our support. So let's say, you know, the Republican Party paints this nice picture of why gun rights are paramount and they use all this colorful emotional language to get us to be excited about it and bought in. So you join this group, your tribalistic tendencies kick in. It makes us want to agree and get along with the group. That's just like things that probably happen to all of us when we get deep into identifying with a certain part of your group. Um, And politics is involved. And so if you don't support or vote with that group, then maybe you'd, you know, quote unquote, get kicked out because the group, you know, believes so deeply in their solutions that if you're not in line, then why, why are you here? So there's no room for critical thinking because, If you question an ideology that is built on partially opinion, partially fact and shared experiences, so let's say it's not just purely fact, some of it is a matter of opinion, well, then it's going to fall apart and it's not going to be held together purely just by opinion. So the second someone starts to question it and you're not used to being questioned because let's say you were raised in an education system that sometimes borderline falls into indoctrination we can see examples of that. You're being taught something and you're not allowed to question it. That's by definition being indoctrinated to something. You're not being taught critical thinking skills. So, you know, and that's not to say that we can't hold beliefs that are based on experience and our mix of fact and opinion. That's completely fine, but we have to be able to at least defend it and receive the questioning of it. 
So if you're that far into your group and you haven't been encouraged or able to question just because of all the things I was just saying, then you would also avoid activities and interactions that make you feel threatened or questioned because that would shatter your entire worldview. And that kind of sucks sometimes. It's not exactly a fun thing we want to be doing 24 seven to be, you know, questioned so much that we just think that our whole life has been a lie. That's obviously a hard thing to go through. We don't do it intentionally all day because I understand that. And again, add on top of it, I think there is a recurring theme in the education system where the programs we teach, if we're not doing a good job of letting the students and the teachers and the community around the school question things, you know, develop those critical thinking skills. And those are incredibly important if you want to be able to, A, not have your entire world blow up if someone questions you and B, be able to question other things and not induce like a panic attack on yourself because you're realizing that there's fallacies and flaws in our world today. So if we're so fragile and we're so afraid that our solution won't work, kind of going back to critical race theory and what I think is going on at this school, if we're really afraid that, you know, someone could poke a hole in it and we'll realize it's not right or we'll feel like we're not doing the right thing, then we're going to avoid hearing dissent. We're going to try to silence those people. And so critical race theory makes its way to this school and it seems like a great idea. Then someone's like, wait, I actually disagree with some of the tenets of CRT and I, I have a different idea. So if you signed on to support CRT, let's say, and you aren't comfortable with questioning because inevitably you're going to be wrong about something if you let people expose the flaws and the cracks, you're going to eliminate the ability for people to question it. So the other thing that I thought that I think is interesting, specifically with critical race theory and addressing racism in uh, the education in America, sorry, through the education system is I have a, I had a, a friend of mine gave me a very interesting perspective in that um, she thought that maybe part of the issue is that it's uh, the white people at the school are the ones implementing and running the anti-racism training. And so because, A, they're probably, because we're in a world where there's a lot of you know, performative virtue signaling going on. If you don't speak out against an issue, people will, you know, quote unquote, cancel you. And it's basically not, you are very much forced to do, to fall in line with people. It's, it's really hard to disagree with the norm today in society and in, in the, in the political spectrum. And so her perspective was part of the issue is probably that the people implementing anti-racism training are mainly white people. There's not enough people of color, people who are primarily affected by the systemic racism in the U.S. involved with creating the curriculum. And so they implement CRT and then they essentially are so afraid of not doing it correctly that they latch on and they put a stake in the ground for using critical race theory as anti-racism training and then they basically don't allow any questioning of it because they think that that would mean that they're not doing the right thing. So I thought that that was an interesting perspective that maybe that kind of suggests maybe it's not the teaching approach, even though I think that this is obviously that this teaching approach becomes a symptom and not a root of the problem. And then it's possibly the fact that 
you have non-people of color, let's say, designing the anti-racism training and not involving enough people of color or minorities or people who've been exploited or people who are affected by the racism issues in this country. And so then they implement CRT and are scared shitless that it's not going to be right. So nobody's allowed to question it. I think that that's totally possible. And I found that found that pretty interesting that the root of the problem in this person's eyes isn't the pedagogy. I'm trying to use that word. It's just really difficult for me to say that the root of the problem isn't how it's being taught. It's more uh, that that becomes a symptom because we're not doing a good job of having conversations around racism. I see it kind of all meshing together that it's that vicious cycle where we can't, we haven't been taught. It's not normal to have these conversations where you can question and work through how do we solve racism in the U S how do we work on it? How do we improve things for people? How do we, you know, create more equal opportunity? We're not having those proper conversations. So a curriculum gets developed and then it gets implemented in an indoctrinating way because we're afraid to talk about it. I think that that makes sense to me. And it's inevitably, I think the issue of lack of being able to have disagreements is very, very present here for me. So back to what I think is also another factor here is the core is, okay, so is identity politics involved here? I believe it is. I think identity politics can, identity politics can be kind of dangerous at times. It feels like the type of thing that if someone questions it because it's tied to who you are, it's inevitably emotional. And so that's a very difficult place to start when you're trying to have a productive disagreement. Uh, The next issue is that the education system is not encouraging true critical thinking and is not letting dissenters speak up. Is it because the system is meant to indoctrinate? I don't know. Is that happening on purpose? We can put our tinfoil hat on and maybe entertain that that's an idea. Is it because teachers aren't given the tools to facilitate the discussions? Are we just taught to fear being wrong and we'd rather dig ourselves into a hole defending our viewpoint and not let anybody put a crack in it? Why is there so much blind trust in the system and in the school system as well? And then lastly, it's like when you fuse together politics, socialist, social issues, an education system that doesn't effectively teach critical thinking, and in some cases literally discourages, you have this compounding disaster where A, people are afraid to be wrong. They commit to an ideology or a theory that they haven't actually thought through because no one is questioning in the first place. Something like critical race theory is then taught with good intentions, but because we're so afraid of talking about race candidly, the teachers implementing it don't want to take a risk uh, being wrong about it. So then any other teacher or student that raises a concern is shut down or kicked out because it would be too much to shatter someone's perspective or to have a candid conversation and admit that we're wrong. So it's a goddamn disaster is what it is. And my note here that I'm looking at is literally says, so are we all just pussies? Like, why can't we have these conversations? And why are we so deeply in this rabbit hole of being unable to let people question it and it not throw things off completely? Like, this is just normalizing indoctrination. 
Like it happens in the media too, where people just watch it, accept it, and the media doesn't really allow a good way for people who disagree to have a forum other than like being yelled at that they're disagreeing. So clearly this is a problem. Um, and I'm not really sure that I provided any answers, but I think it's good to at least pose a few more questions to get us all to think about it a little bit more. So it's like, you know, is critical race theory the best way to solve racism? Maybe, maybe not. Is identity politics dangerous? I think it is, but I could also be wrong about that. And the last question is, is education built on lack of critical thinking and silencing dissenters a bad idea? Uh, yes, I think without a fucking doubt, that's a really bad idea. And we should all do our part to not let that be a thing. If you have a child at a school or you are in a community where you see people being unable to raise their hand and say that they don't agree or they or they are trying to question something and they get repeatedly silenced, that's a fucking problem. And in my eyes is literally the demise of society, not to be dramatic or anything. <laughs> okay, so to wrap this up, I see a glaring issue that goes beyond whether critical race theory is a bad system or not. I actually personally have a lot of doubts about critical race theory. I don't like a few of the tenets. I think some of them I just disagree with. That doesn't mean that I don't fully understand that racism is a thing that needs to be addressed and we need to do something about it. Critical race theory has certain parts I disagree with. And, you know, Paul goes into that, into the article and that's fine. Um, So the glaring issue here is that the education system and the political discussions that we're having in general are not allowing us to properly question and talk through the solutions that we want to implement. So I feel like so many of us agree on the problems that we need to fix, but we just don't have the proper discourse about how to come up with solutions and how to deal with when we have different solutions that then other people think certain solutions will bring about more problems. Um, And I just honestly want to say, like, I really feel like identity politics is at play here. I feel like creating more and more groups to separate us and push us into our tribalistic tendencies is a bad idea. I There are some good pieces of identity politics and it gets argued so many ways, whether that's a real issue or not. But I see it as a problem when you just make more and more groups and separate people. It kind of feels like the death of the individual to me. And it just feels like it turns things into a cult. Like if you don't fall in line, if you don't agree, then you're out and you don't get to be part of this group. You know, we don't like you. You can't be here if you don't fall in line with the group, you know, that's like cult shit (laughs) and it doesn't favor the individual. And I think that's a problem because I'm a big uh, proponent of the individual. And I think if you actually think about what that means, it's better for society when you focus on the individual. But anyway, I could do a whole nother episode on that. So my final thought is when the cost of questioning a narrative or programming outweighs the benefits of the new knowledge that would be gained from asking that question, advancement stops. We're in danger of staying exactly where we are, if that's the thing. There is now a real social cost to questioning programming and narratives. So when we become so hellbent on teaching a certain concept a certain way, we become so hellbent on this set of solutions being the only possible ones. So, you know, 
the example in this episode was anti-racism um, and teaching something in one way and in one from one perspective only, there's just no room for critical thinking. And at that point, the education system has just turned into dogma and religion and there's not a genuine inquisition to find the truth and learn. So to me, the root issue here is really an inability from the people and then the system not allowing us to adequately critically think about the issues from all sides. And it's fucking dangerous because when you stop advancing thought and you stop allowing people to do that, no matter what, even if it's a crazy fucking idea, when you don't allow that idea to be th- to be worked through, it's just a really dangerous road to go down because it's turning into religion and that this some organization, some person, there's some arbiter of truth. And that's kind of scary. So that's it. That's my thoughts on critical race theory and the whole issue at Grace Church School with Paul Rossi. Definitely encourage you to listen to the episode that he has with Jordan Peterson. It's pretty good. And it's a pretty good uh, way to kind of understand fully the situation. Definitely let me know what you think. Um, Like I said, completely open to other perspectives. If you think identity politics is the best thing ever, definitely curious to hear your perspective on that. Um, So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to be here and let me speak into your ear. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show, both on anywhere you listen to podcasts, on YouTube if you watched it, give it a thumbs up, and send it to a friend if you thought it was interesting. So yeah, thanks again for being here, and uh, I will see you next time. Have a great freaking rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.